This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Pixie Dust Podcast. Tony Colombo in here with me right now to talk a little bit about things to give you a little more Main Street cred and... Tony and I prepare endlessly for this podcast, but we could also just do this on a whim. I said to Tony, you got stuff? He's like, I always got stuff. Always got stuff. So what do you got? I got, so for those of you who uh, may be listening for the first time, I'm not going to do this every time, but I probably will give the brief explanation of one of the things that I'm going to talk about every week on this show is some of the... Uh, secrets around Disney World, some of the more hidden stories or little activities that you can do that kind of add to your vacation and kind of enhance maybe when you're standing in line, when you're one of the queues, maybe you learn something. The majority of them. I don't know if all of them are free. It's just part of the depth and history of what Disney World is, which is what makes people like myself, who are fairly new to it. I've only been obsessed with Disney for like two years, kind of the same for you, that there is just an infinite amount of stuff, of details, of information, of purpose behind what Walt Disney does. And it once you start to realize that, I kind of just crave more and more info. Right, right. And so you can use this as bonus knowledge when you're on your trip. You can and show off to your friends. You can, Yeah, or just appreciate things or point things out that other people would never notice and, you know, and just kind of enhance like, oh, here's a secret in this queue or here's something that's, here's the reason why the street looks like this or here's the reason why those names are on those windows and, you know, uh, and... So it's it's just extra knowledge just to kind of enhance your experience at Disney. And then there's also some cool things that you may not know about that you can do with your family that don't require standing in line and don't require spending extra money and uh, can kind of add to your vacation. For example, the telephone that I talked about in last week's show, how uh, my daughter and I basically went on a scavenger hunt and uh, to find this this telephone, and nobody else was doing it. Nobody else even knew it was there. I don't even think the lady who was working in the shop knew it was <laughs> there. And she was able, and you know, we were able to make that part of our vacation, and it was it was absolutely uh, free. Yeah. So this week, I wanted to start with one kind of in that same vein as looking for the um, telephone, and that is something that I have tried to catch. And I'm going to try again to catch this year, but I haven't been able to do it yet. And you're familiar with the Sword in the Stone, right? Yep. Have you seen it? Right in front of the carousel. Have you seen it? Have you seen them doing it? Yes. 
I've never seen them doing it. You have to be there at the right, at the time, right time, and they don't advertise it. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you when the time is going to be, mm-hmm. which to me is the cool part about it. Yeah, because you, can you catch have it. Yeah, you have to catch it. You have to be in the right place at the right time. So when you are in the Magic Kingdom and you see the Prince Charming carousel which is kind of right in the middle there. It's right by the Pinocchio um, The first time restaurant. in 2018 when we went, the carousel was under construction. It was completely wrapped in whatever they were encasing and boarded up because they were, I guess, rehabilitating it or whatever. And then when we went back this past summer, and they ta- it made that whole space seem so much bigger. So it was almost like going to see that space. I did not see the sword in the stone thing the first time mm-hmm. because of the way everything was boarded up and it was... A very different way to travel around there when there was this big thing in the center of that area right. that you couldn't see through or see people walking around. So yeah, do they wheel it out or does it come out of the ground? It's just there. You can take pictures with it. But but what did you see them doing it? Yeah. The kids pulling it on it and trying to get it out. Yes. See that and, how we and always people, miss it. Some people like t- some show people come out and they're all dressed in. Right. Lovely fair and and they put on the show and they always try to, you know, Tony, I bet you're not strong enough. So, I bet I'm pull, not either. To pull the sword. Out I of bet that I'm stone. not either. I bet you're not. But I so, think James could maybe give it a try. A lot of character meet and greets and things like that, activities are in the app and very scheduled and you know exactly when they're happening. But there are things like the sword and the stone out front of the Prince Charming carousel that just happen. And they don't tell you when, and so you don't know to be there at a certain time. It also makes sure there's not a line when it happens, and a cast member will come out, and the sword will be there, and you will, people will, <laughs> they'll offer people, can you get, can you pull the sword out of the stone? Only those who are worthy, yeah, pure of heart, will be <laughs> able to do it. And of course, they'll have a bunch of adults and parents go up and try, and the sword doesn't budge. And then some young when somebody is actually worthy will do it, and they'll pull the sword out. And <laughs> when I see the videos, oh, I oh my gosh. think it's so cool. But we have never been in the right place at the right time, so it's just one of those things to keep your eyes open as you're passing through that part of the park. If it looks like maybe there's something going on by the sword, or there's some characters walking around that you don't really recognize mm-hmm. and you don't understand, like what are they doing? Stop. And see if you can make that happen, and if you can be a part of it, and if you can, you will be a part of something that many people, A, haven't been a part of, or B, have even seen. So it's just one of those cool things that just happens. There's another one. This one's not necessarily up my alley for me personally, but I imagine that if we run into it with my kids, it's the same kind of thing. It's the big jamboree. That happens out in front of the Country Bear Jamboree. I've, been, I've seen Where that. they have the Country Bears come out, and then they have Br'er Rabbit, all the people mm-hmm. from Splash Mountain come out, and they do a big character dance along that, again, is not scheduled. It's not on any, it's not in the app. It's not something that you can plan on doing. You just have to be in the right place at the right time to catch it, and then you'll have a chance to get a bunch of pictures with a bunch of characters that you normally wouldn't wouldn't all be together or give you an opportunity to be around all those characters at the same time. And you get to do something that you didn't plan on doing. It didn't cost you anything. You didn't have to stand in line. Sometimes those types of things spur up when maybe the park is pretty crowded and people are standing in lines or maybe 
what you went there to do. You've done the fast passes, but everything else is quite a commitment. I know that for specifically on New Year's Eve, they had like a huge dance party out in that same area because they'll constantly be looking for ways to entertain you while you're in the park. All these extra types of things like they used to have the Muppet show that was in Liberty Square Mm -hmm. and they would kind of tell the story of the birth of our country in the United States. And they took that away. But that those days after Christmas leading up to New Year's when it was just max capacity, literally max capacity on a couple of days shutting the park to any more additional guests early. They start adding these things back into the park so that there is more to do mm-hmm. for the people who maybe don't want to wait in the 250 minute mine train line. Right. So that's one of those things that you can stumble upon. But I have seen them out there doing like line dancing or the electric slide or you know, just just fun stuff like yeah. that. It's just a little extra thing that you can catch and spend maybe 15 minutes hanging out with some of those rarer seen uh, characters in the park. Yep. And I will continue to remind people of this and I will continue to let you know about and I'm not done. I've got a couple more uh, for this episode, but, you know, we'll do this every week. But I would just encourage you as you are in Disney World at any of the parks, especially when you're standing in line or you have some downtime in a restaurant, even if it's a quick service place, like look around because it's so cool when you just find something, when Mm -hmm. you just discover that something is there. It could be a print in the sidewalk. That nobody else knows about. And in, in a lot of things you can actually interact with, like the, like the phone that I talked about last week. And there's in different restaurants, there's uh, there's wish books or there's hidden rooms or there's, you know, different parts of uh, various stories that are that, you know, have a background in whatever area or restaurant or ride you're in that you can actually interact with that they don't advertise that mm-hmm. they don't talk about. And when you find when you just like stumble on something like that, you feel like. It's the you feel like it's the coolest thing ever, and especially if you have a little kid with you, and they feel like they just they just found that you know they found a secret. Yeah. They yeah. found a secret. You know they discovered something in Disney World. It really that they adds get to, be to the a memories. It adds to the intimacy of what Walt Disney World has to offer. And uh, again, when when you have the opportunity to make the most when you're traveling from one side of the park to the other, because your fast passes are, uh, you know, maybe maybe 30 minutes apart from one another. You've got a little bit of a window in there. If you want to do something in between and you don't want to necessarily stand in line for another ride or whatever, all of these things are really fun little treasure hunts that you can do. And they are everywhere. It's it's so it's so compelling to me how much they focused when they built this park and have continued mm-hmm. to add to it like the purpose behind everything because i think that's one of the disney distinctions yeah the, the, the attention to detail beyond anything that you would ever expect and the one thing that they're getting better at it's never going to be fun to stand in line but especially the newer attractions as they build them they're making the lines the which they call queues yeah more interactive and give you more things to do while you're waiting in line to feel like you're not just wasting, totally wasting an hour to 90 minutes standing in line. That there's actually activities 
that you can participate in did you in use some the of Disney, these cues. Did you use the Disney Play app at all on your phones yeah. while you were there? Yeah. Did your kids like it? Uh, we 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 did it mostly in the Toy Story area. Mm-hmm. We did it. Um, we never have. Yeah. But it's in addition in addition to the cues that they have. You know, the interactive things that you can play with or or while you're see standing in line. or experience. Mm-hmm. You can also download an an additional app to My Disney Experience on your phone, and based on the location of where you are in the park, they'll have extra games you can play yeah on we there. were playing one in the toy story area where we were like there was like three different teams you could be on like the blue team the yellow team or the green team or something like that i can't remember exactly how mm-hmm. it worked but yeah but it, it's just it, an extra thing it gives you something to do the soren line you know is like a constant trivia battle with all the other people <laughs> in line i think you can actually even do it like i could just do it now i mm-hmm. think um you know, and it, it's a running total so you can see how good you're doing against other people and it sounds silly but you play a few rounds of trivia, and all of a sudden, fifteen or twenty minutes went by, and the blink of an eye, and, and now you're about to get on the ride. And now you're a lot closer, yeah, to being on the ride than just sitting there for twenty minutes. So, and these interactive cues, there can also be secrets within them, and mm-hmm. so that's another one that I wanted to talk about, specifically the haunted mansion, one of the biggest, most famous rides. Did you guys do the haunted mansion with? Oh yeah. Did did you take James on it? I think we did. We took all. I we mean, took we Maggie, took my three year old on I it. I think James went on it. The I idea, know he did. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm riding it, going. This is kind of freaky. Yeah, like these are. I'm these are ideas I that my when kids Maggie have not had was, yet. I can't remember if she was seven or eight. She had a harder time than James did when he was two. Well, I think they they're older they can pair more real life experience. Correct. There's a context. Yes. The older you get where I think there's a sweet spot of it being you don't quite understand. You you know what is real in life and you hadn't considered what you're looking at and then you're pairing right. the two and it's a little like whoa. But I remember going we would what we do in the haunted mansion because we had last year it was my 9, 7 and 3-year-old. We they all rode because I was really big on trying to... Every ride, you can ride everyone together. Yeah. It's a huge amount of time that you save. You don't have to do the rider swap. And it's more fun that way. And it was just constantly, oh, look at that. That is so silly. Why would yes. they do that? That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and like... These silly, happy over, ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Over-exaggerating it. And the whole time, I'm like peeking out of the corner of my like, are you buying this? Right. <laughs> Am I selling this well enough to you that you are like, oh, yeah. And so my, my seven-year-old now... She's like, Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride ever. And I'm like, they sold it a little too hard to her. And and my oldest was like, I, that that creeped me out. And my three-year-old, she she was, she didn't, I don't think she loved it. But right. she, I don't think she's like, I'm never doing that the again. The Haunted Mansion, so. you could spend like an hour in the Haunted Mansion gift shop at the end of the ride learning about, like every ghost in the mansion has a backstory mm-hmm. and a name. Mm-hmm. And... You can learn about each one of them and buy, you know, there was like a, there's like a closet inside the gift shop that has its, it's a little closet with a person working in the closet <laughs> and like has the souls in these little boxes and each one of them is a ghost that's in the mansion, but you can learn about them. You could take the box home. You can learn their backstory. Like... It's wild. It's a it, and that's just one freaking ride. Like that's just one ride, and it's got all of this story jam packed into it. 
And so one of the really cool things is the 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 story of the bride in the mansion is that she, in a fit of rage, threw <laughs> her wedding ring out the window. And if you're when you're in the queue for the haunted mansion, as you're going through it, keep your eyes on the ground, and you will come across at one point the ring embedded in the concrete out the window in the queue <laughs> of the haunted mansion and there's not like there's not a sign that says here's the ring or here's the story you don't even know that story they don't even tell that story you just kind of have to know it and yep. hear it like on this podcast and then so you know and then when you see it and you point it out it's again it's like a discovery it's like finding something it's like being on an adventure and finding something that not everybody else knows about. And you yep. can nudge your kid like I did. I was like, there's the ring. <laughs> and my daughter you was like. You take a picture with my it. My daughter was like, oh, yeah. the ring. It's really, it's real. It's right there. It's embedded in the concrete. And that cue and many others, keep an eye on everything. Watch the headstones. Some of them are just silly, funny things written on them. But some of them do things. Mm-hmm. Some you of them. You see Madame Leota. Yeah, and some of them are watching you back. Yeah, and again, creepy. they don't call any attention to any of that or explain what's happening. You just have to find it. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of stuff is, is to me, some of the coolest stuff that you can do while you're doing So you have a teenager. You have uh, nine, eight, nine? Yeah, she's nine she's right nine. now. She's nine. Yeah. When did she turn 10? In uh, oh. August, at the, the beginning of September. She gets to be a real grown-up then. Yeah. And a three-year-old. Is there anything that you have done with your family at Disney that you tried and realized for any of the specific ages where you were like, maybe that maybe that decision for that particular child was. And that's exactly what it is. That decision for that particular child, because I wouldn't like I just said my I can't remember how old she was when we first took her on. And I think she was I think she was seven. Um, The seven year old had a much harder time with Haunted Mansion than the two-year-old did. Mm-hmm. And but I would have but I could tell you that as the parent going in. That, that, that was, I would have made that prediction. Because you knew your kid. Because I know my kid. Mm-hmm. And I know that that Maggie has some anxiety issues. Isn't is, that so important though, people? I'll see a lot of people discussing like thinking about taking my three-year-old on yeah. Slinky so Dog, thinking right. about taking my three-year-old on Haunted Mansion or any of these things. Chances are you you can you can see a hundred people say, My three-year-old was just fine, but if you are right. pretty sure that your three-year-old is not going to like Tower of Terror. Then you're probably right. You're probably right. And if you want to risk it, they're going to be fine at the end, unless they are going to go into a full-on panic attack, which you would be the one to know that. But it is very specific. Same thing with adults. Like, if you're not somebody who's real good with roller coasters, or if yeah. you don't love the, the super challenging roller coasters, I would say... Give Thunder Mountain a try. Maybe stay away from Rock and Roller Coaster because it's in the dark. It does Mm. corkscrews. It goes Mm -mm. upside down and it goes really fast. Mm -mm. But if you love roller coasters, do the Rock and Roller Coaster. Right. But it is very specific. I I hate roller coasters. You're so missing out. Slinky Dog. We did Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog is... Did you do that? I did. I did. Did you handle it okay? I fell for it. I thought it was kind of a kiddie coaster. Would you do it again? Yeah, probably. Did you make it? It was it was more intense than I thought it was going to be. It is. You know why? I think it's it, it's got more intensity than you anticipate. I think it has a lot to do it's with the fact. Because a slinky dog and it looks like a baby toy. Well, 
I mean, again, and it's, it's not- all specific to the individual <laughs> and what intimidates no, you. Know your parents. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Analyze your own dad and decide, can he handle this? I think it's like when you do Mind Train, when you do Thunder Mountain, those are roller coasters that are perceived to be on the ground. You are riding fast right. and making sharp turns in the ground. Slinky Dog is up there, and you you, you are think you're riding this, and you're looking down. Yeah, just the looking down can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're on Mine Train, like if you're if you're taking your kid to Disney World and you've never done roller coasters before, and you're like, I don't even, I have no idea if they're gonna, and you go to My- Magic Kingdom first. I actually think that Thunder Mountain is less intimidating than Mine Train. Did you do both of those? Yes, I thought that. I thought Mine Train was a lot easier. Yeah. I thought Seven Doors yeah. Mine Train was a lot easier than Thunder Mountain. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. We've so, talked but, about this before. But it is, you know, it's perce- it's your own perception. You're going to have your own right. experience. Right. Like, I remember when we got done with Thunder Mountain, my then nine-year-old looked at me like we made the sharp turn. He was waiting for a big drop or something to, like, get you. And we tur- we made the turn, and he saw that we were going back into the shed it's thing. It's the rootin' tootin'est ride yeah. in all the West. And he looks at us like... You're freaking kidding me. Where's where's right. the where's the big payoff here? So but that was after he had done he I think at that point he might have done Expedition Everest. He had done um basically everything but rocking so right. far. So So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Just a parent question because mm-hmm. it's kind of the conversation we're having. Here's one that I struggle with. I know that my daughter who has some anxiety issues, I also know what she really likes. Mm-hmm. Like I know that what she really enjoys. And so she may look at something and see it through her eyes, just like that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Like look at something like uh, Thunder Mountain and say, nope, that's not for me. I can see it from here, how fast it's going. And I know that I've ridden it and I know what she's capable of and I know what she loves. And I know that if I could just get her on she's it. She's just got to experience it. And, so- and as soon as we're done, she's going to want to do it again. Yeah. Because she's going to love it. But I don't want to force her no, to do something. I know how to solve this problem. I don't want to dra- you know, know exactly drag her do. kicking and screaming. So how do you handle that? You bribe them. <laughs> you, you have no shame and you say, especially when it comes to roller coasters, if you're going to get them on that first roller coaster, you say, what's the one treat in this park that you want? <laughs> and then... At the end of the ride, which they're going to survive. It's like three. And love. And, like, and, I know that I wouldn't ever even pressure them to ride sure. if I didn't know for a fact that you are going to love this. I know you, and I know your style, and I know what you like. Yes. And you are going to freaking love them. this. You bribe them. You bribe them. You bribe them. You say, what do you want? You do this, and I'll get it for you. I stick to treats because they're usually under $10, which right. is about the only thing you can get in Disney that's under 10 No, my daughter would say, like, the $100 castle. So you say, you say, you want a Dole Whip? We'll get you a Dole Whip. You want cotton candy? We'll get you cotton candy. You want a big chocolate chip cookie with ice cream in it? We'll get you that. But you got to ride this first. And as the second we get done with this, we're going to get you your treat. And you know that she's going to go, that was pretty awesome. And when they say that, and they're like, do I still get my treat? You go, of course you do. And then you go get your treat, and then you've exposed them to taking a risk. And then that builds on itself. Mm-hmm. That 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 is what we do in my family, and it has worked greatly. And I don't bribe my kids in like real life, but Disney World's not real life. <laughs> so it's it's fantasy, and I'm okay with that. And you know, if you're going to get them a treat or something sometime anyway, you want a Mickey bar, we get you a Mickey bar, get on Thunder Mountain, kid. Yeah.
I, I'm totally okay with that. It's a tough thing because I don't want to make I don't want to put her in a situation. They're going to have anxiety. They're going right. to ha- they're going to get nervous. But it's like I know you're going to love this yes. kid. I know you are going to love this. And your job is a parent. And I want you to enjoy it. Yes. Because I know how much you will you are going to love this. Your job as a parent is to know them. And respect the kid that they are, which each of your children are going to be different. They're going to be different at different ages. Your job is to know them and you know your kids. And then your job is also to teach them to go a little bit out of their comfort zone. Right. And if and if if it's a Mickey bar that teaches them to try something that's scary, but know that at the end of giving it a try, even if they hate it. Yeah. And and maybe surprise and trust you. me. Like yes. I'm not going to put you in a position that you're going to be in a. That- and my my promise to my kids is. We're going to do this. I look up the time on the thing. I mean, these rides are usually like maybe two minutes long. Maybe. Right. Sure. Two minutes of your life. You're going to count to 60 twice. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, we're going to go get you your ice cream cookie. And you're going to want to do this again. And I promise you're going to want to do it again. But if you don't ever want to do it again, I promise to not ever right. make you do this again. It's going to be your decision. You want that cookie. And I'm, get my, on the ride. my record is literally undefeated. Yeah. I, I've never said it and been wrong. I've said to my kids, too, like, do you trust me? You're going to be okay. You might be scared in it, but and I'll also tell him that your your sense of fear or like a little bit of anxiety that you have is kind of a good thing. And some of the fear is yep. what actually makes it more fun when you get done and you survive the Mickey's uh, or not Mickey's the the mine train or right. maybe Mickey's Runaway Railway, which I'm going to talk to you about here in a minute. Yeah, but you, which I want to talk about, you get to the point where honestly. And I'm glad you brought this up because when we went to Disney World in 2018, which was the first time, honestly, that we had ever taken like our own family vacation. And my kid was eight at the time. So we I had three children. We didn't take vacations. We never could have afforded to take the vacations before. And one of the things that made me fall in love with Disney was the amount of growing up that my son did in a matter of like six days, mm-hmm. trying things. Being really scared and deciding to be brave in the midst of being scared and trying the barnstormer and going, I want to write it again. And like he would have stayed on the barnstormer the entire time <laughs> that we were there. And and that challenge was something that I don't know how he would have gotten that in, you know, quote unquote, real life right. elsewhere. But he got it at Disney. And I think that that was something that was like a gift, I think, that that we had because of our trip there. And that's why I want to keep going yeah. back. And I want to keep challenging them to do newer and cooler things. You want to get to some news? Yeah, I, I do. And especially that Mickey roller coaster thing. Because we, I was just having a conversation earlier this week about how uh, I blew some minds when I said that Mickey has never had a ride it's at crazy. Disney World. He's finally getting his first feature. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway invites guests into a cartoon adventure at Walt Disney World. This is from WDW Info by Jackie Gailey. So I want to make sure we give the credit to Jackie there for this article. This is opened now. By the time you've downloaded this, this will have been open. It will have been dedicated. And uh, as you said, this was, this is the OG Mickey ride. It's unbelievable. In 2020. That's incredible. So it's the theaters and stuff that are, you know, that Mickey's prominently featured in, but he's never had a ride. Mm -hmm. Mickey and Minnie have never had a ride that they are the stars of. According to WDW Info, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway invites families to begin their adventure together at the heart of Disney's Hollywood Studio. So this is now located in the Chinese theater there in Hollywood Studio. It used to be the housing of the great movie ride, Mm -hmm. which 
I think I rode when I was there in like 91 or something, but I don't know. I have no, like a lot of people were very emotionally attached to it because, you know, some things never change. That's the way they, some people like it, but the reviews that I'm seeing from people say that it's adorable, it's cute. Um, from what I understand, there are multiple experiences you can have on the ride. So if you ride it, it's not as if every time you ride it's going to be exactly the same. I like that. In the story, Mickey and Minnie set off on a journey to find the best spot for a romantic picnic, taking their little red convertible for a drive through Runamuck Park. Nice. And it's like old-timey cartoony, you know? Like it's not, I love that. I, I like the way the cartoons are done in this ride specifically because they don't really, to me, reference any particular time of the mini an- Mickey and Minnie animation. Mm. It looks like new retro. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it says, little did they know, Pluto has accidentally stowed away in the trunk of their car. Oh, so Pluto. when the roadster hits a bump and the dutiful dog flies out, mayhem ensues. Mm. And I bet you it is mayhem everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so this is... This is. This sounds like my kind of ride. Uh, let's see. It says... Is it for like five-year-olds? At this point, no. No, everybody. Maybe it's too big for me then. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you know. (laughs) I'll be be back before you'll be back. I'll I'll be able to see if it's Tony approved, which means that somewhere around the age of 10, you can get on this okay. Mm -hmm. At this point, Disney brings magic, brings guests through the movie screen and into the cartoon world where they join Engineer Goofy. Oh, that's not going to go wrong at all. On a no. train ride in the Runamuck Railroad. Why would you put him in charge of anything like that? That doesn't make any sense. Because then you have a story. Pluto <sighs> flies out of the trunk. Mickey and Minnie are just trying to have a romantic getaway, and Goofy's driving the train. I bet Donald loses his temper. Following Mickey and Minnie through the park <laughs> on their quest for that perfect picnic, and with Goofy at the helm, what could possibly go wrong? A lot, actually. It says there's a stampede through the Wild West. You visit a carnival. You avoid a swirling twister. Hmm. Can you handle that? I bet at the end, it all comes together. You escape an exploding volcano, or do you? Uh Uh-oh. And you dive over a waterfall. And it says it much more. And it's a trackless ride, too, which is a kind of new, cool technology. I've done Rise of the Resistance, and one of the really cool things about the trackless ride of being on Rise of the Resistance is there's no sure fire way of knowing where you're headed next yeah so like when you're on a track obviously you go where the track goes when you are when there is an open floor and you are sitting in this thing and it is moving places you don't if you haven't seen it or experienced before you really don't know where to look that's cool and everywhere you look and like you said it's it could be a little different every time yeah super super cool disney shares sneak peek of cirque du soleil's drawn to life which is coming to walt disney World soon at Disney Springs, I believe. This is going to be a cool, I mean, Cirque du Soleil. You can't really go wrong with that. And in addition to Disney Springs, they have announced that as well. And I think that will be something very cool to check out when it happens. Let's see here. I think it's coming to Disney Springs. uh, Let's see here. This summer, I believe. So, Drawn to Life is the story of love shared between a father and daughter. Julie, the main character, is a courageous and determined young girl. Her father, Tom, was a Disney animator who raised his daughter and surrounded her with Disney animated characters to help her grow and play uh, important roles in her life. Disney and Cirque du Soleil are not going to disappoint. <laughs> that's, that's like, that, that'll be an intense experience for, for, for people to experience. And it's at Disney Springs, which is cool because it doesn't cost anything to get into Disney Springs. So it's something that you can, which is downtown Disney for people who haven't been there uh, in a while. So that has changed. And then the biggest news, Bob Iger, Disney yeah. CEO, 
stepping down and, and, and staying on the board, but the new Disney CEO, Bob Chapik, is uh, now at the helm. It's going to be interesting to see what impact, if any, that has. Was Bob Iger's personality part of, you know, was that shining through at Disney, or is mm-hmm. it just going to be, you know, or is it going to be a, a seamless transition? So I'm reading Bob Iger's book right now. The Ride of a Lifetime, and by reading, I mean listening to the audiobook, and uh, it's pretty compelling. This Bob Chapik is the seventh Disney CEO. Isn't it kind of crazy that there's only been seven? Yeah, that's amazing. Like, what kind of history you get uh, to, with with a place to have that few people involved in in the process? So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that pans out yeah. for, for the for for Disney, and knowing that Bob Iger is going to stick around, I think through like mid next year, maybe. So he's going to be around for a while, transitional right. period and such. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Main Street Cred Good on stuff. the Pixie Dust podcast. We will be back uh, again next week with another episode. A reminder, our favorite, Erica Murphy, mm-hmm. the go-to travel agent when it comes to planning your Disney World Don't go trip. to Disney without Erica's help. Yes. Uh, as she says, if you don't use her, use a travel agent, but I'm telling you to use her. You can email her at Erica. At magicexpeditions.com. That's E R I K A. You can also find her on Facebook now. We're trying to build her Facebook uh, for her because she just launched it last week. It's Erica Murphy. Uh, Magic Expeditions, I think, is what you type in on Facebook, and you can check that out there. And if you want to add any sort of Main Street cred to the show and you want to email us, you can email us at Annie Fry Show. That's F R E Y, Annie Fry Show at gmail.com. And we will be able to field those questions there or use your material in the show. And uh, we will be back next week with even more Main Street cred. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.